Welcome to God Life Broadcast with Pastor Michael Ofori, the founder and head pastor of God Life Central Church, a rapidly growing church in Kumasi, Ghana. Pastor Michael carries a unique teaching ministry characterized by the demonstration of the spirit and power. Now, let us join him. Matthew chapter 17 from verse 1. Now, after six days, Jesus took Peter, James, and John, his brother, led them up on a high mountain. Tell somebody, high mountain. High mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. And behold, Moses and Elijah appeared to them talking with him. Then Peter answered and said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you will, if you wish, let us make here three tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly, a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. But Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and do not be afraid. When they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no one but Jesus alone. Now, as they came down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them saying, Tell the vision to no one until the Son of Man is risen from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, When then do the scribes say that Elijah must come first? Jesus answered and said to them, Indeed, Elijah is coming first and will restore all things. But I say to you that Elijah has come already. And they did not know him, but did to him whatever they wished. Likewise, the Son of Man is also about to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he spoke to them of John the Baptist. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the Mount of Transfiguration. One day Jesus took three of his disciples Peter John and James his brother to a high mountain apart see as a Christian there must be times that you separate yourself and seek God's face. Like what we did. Two weeks. We're fasting. And praying. To build yourself up. To go deeper in the Lord. I told you that every Christian must learn to fast. Because God expects you to fast. So one day Jesus took these disciples, three of them to a high mountain and there he went to pray but as he was in prayer 
Bible says he was transfigured before their very eyes. Was a sign I will own him. To be transfigured means to be transformed. Was a sign Ankasa or to change. Now Tibiana woman or Jesus change right in their presence. If the Tibiana woman or woman him. He said his face began to shine like the light. In the name of Shrein, he said, like the sun. He said, and his raiment was white as the light. Natalia, she no no, aye, fufu, he said, Kania. His face was shining like the sun. Shrein, he said, Uriya, and garments like the light. Natalia, no so, he said, Kania. I see you transforming. No, he said, Oh, sister. And there appeared to him. Moses and Elijah. Moses and Elijah so This was in fulfillment of scriptures. For the disciples to believe that the times of the prophets and the law is converging and that Jesus has come to fulfill all things. That's why Jesus when he was about dying on the cross, he said, I make all things new. He came to fulfill the law. Moses stands for the law. And Elijah, the prophets. So all that the prophets and, and the law spoke about gathered in Christ culminated in Christ. So they were to come and show that look, Jesus is the son of God. Hallelujah. Amen. But Bible says Jesus was transfigured before the, the, the Greek is metamorpho. That's why we get the word metamorphosis. That is changing of form. And changing of state. Changing of nature. And when you become a Christian, you don't re- you don't remain at the state where Christ found you. There must be a metamorphosis in your life. This morning I want to talk about transformation. Jesus was changed, was transformed. Yesu as a sign. As a Christian, to you Christian, you must increase your level. Last week I was talking about going deeper in the law. You cannot be at one place all your time. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17 Bible says for if any man is in Christ he is a new creature. He says all Things, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So the changing of form, the changing of nature is part of our Christian life. If you are going to walk with God, you so don't remain the same spot. In Acts chapter 4 verse 13, they spoke about Peter and John. They said, the Bible says, seeing the boldness of Peter and John. He says, now when the people saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they have 
being with Jesus. The New King James says, when they saw that they were uneducated and untrained men, they realized that they had been with Jesus. When you come to Christ, your life must change. From the inside to the outside. You must grow in anointing. Grow in grace. Grow in favor. Grow in power. When you become a Christian, those same demons they have there, they have been in your life. Every day you go for deliverance. Every day we have to cast out the same demons out of your life. No! You have to move from the time from, from that time of always being taught. In Hebrews chapter 6. He says the time that you ought to be teachers. Still have need that someone teach you again. Which is, which is the first oracle. The principles of God. So sometimes people stay at one level for a long time. They don't change. This morning when I woke up, I heard the word laborers. 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 People to do God's work. I just returned from Ahinsan. We, we need more workers. We need people who say, Pastor, on Sunday, let's have another branch here. Let's, let's, do, let, let's, let, let's have about 10 branches in this city. 20 branches. But when Christians refuse to grow, refuse to be transformed, the kingdom does not advance. Jesus said we, we need more laborers. One of the things Jesus did was to change the lives of people and to change even their profession. He told Simon Peter, he said from henceforth, you shall not be a fisher of fish, but you shall be what? A fisher of men. He changes profession. He changes occupation. It's not enough always just always coming to church, sitting down, going home, not contributing anything to the house of God, not contributing anything, not working. Don't invite people to church. It means you are not growing and you are not changing. Bible says when the people saw Peter and John, the boldness with which they witnessed about Christ, and the miracles that followed their ministry, and the mighty works they were doing, they realized that these people, they are being with Jesus. Why? Because they saw evidently their transformation. That those men have changed. Why? Because Peter was a fisherman. The first time he met Jesus was at the lake of Galilee. And Bible says Peter was fishing. Jesus came there preaching. And Jesus asked him, Simon, can I sit in your boat and preach? And Jesus stood in Peter's boat, preached to the Luke chapter 5, right? And, and Bible says when Jesus finished preaching, he told Simon to 
to to cast his net deeper in the sea. Peter said to him, Master, we have worked all night. We have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, but by thy word. At thy word, we shall do it. But says, when Peter did it, he caught a great multitude of fishes. And the nets began to break. He says, the, the, the boat, Peter's boat was full of fishes. And, and he began to sink. And he called for his partners. James and John. And they also came and filled their boats. And their boats began to sink. Peter said to Jesus, He says, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. So the first thing we know was that Peter was a sinful man. Jesus said to him, Do not be afraid. From today, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees and said, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth you shall catch men. He says, Now, you are going deeper. You will not catch fish. You are going to catch men. Means your life is changing. I remember the first day I went to church. After church, I was standing at the entrance of the church. And then a certain brother came to me. And he said to me, Brother, we are going to have a meeting. We want you to join us. We close church. And he said, It's the leaders' meeting. I said, why not? I joined them. That day, I was given a place to go and work and bring people. A Christian is transformed to be part of the work. Every day you are looking for prayers. It's good. How, how, many, how many times have you come and say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me. From Monday, I want to start dumb broadcasting in my area. Wouldn't that be powerful? Oh, Pastor, do we, can I get tracts? Can I get some Bibles? Gideon Bibles? I want to go to the schools around and evangelize and give them Bibles. That's good. It's a sign of great transformation. Pastor, on Sunday, I want to bring five people to church. Jesus said, You shall catch men. So, Peter, first of all, was a simple man. Number two, Peter was somebody who was always rushing to say things. How do you call such people? In a way, it's like he doesn't really think before he says things. Jesus said, I'm going to die. Peter said, no. You shall not die. What do you mean? At the point, Jesus said, you devil! Depart from me. 
get thee behind me from Satan. Satan actually entered Peter to fight the cause of God. Number three, Peter was a fearful man. Always afraid. When they arrested Jesus, and they said they, they asked him do you know this man you are one of his disciples he said I don't know him I've not seen him before if, if it's today that I'm hearing that he's gone Jesus I don't know him afraid couldn't talk to people about Jesus but when Peter was transformed ah in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Ghost came upon this Peter Peter stood up and began to say ye men of Jerusalem we are not drunk because it is just 9 in the morning but what you are seeing is fulfillment of scriptures that the prophet Joel prophesied that in the last days God will pour his spirit upon all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy Hallelujah. Amen. Transformation. And the Bible says when he preached that day, 3,000 people give their life to Christ. 3,000 people believed. The man that was afraid to talk about Jesus even to a little girl now he stood in the city center of Jerusalem proclaim about Jesus Christ and 3,000 people ah! oh. hallelujah Amen. put your hands together for the Lord transformation you were gossip you were a gossip you were a gossip always talking about people now you have been to church five years it's still part of your life you don't talk to people about Jesus you are always quarreling with people you must be transformed hallelujah amen Peter who was afraid now he could raise the dead. Bible says in Acts that the shadow of Peter people would just bring the sick and lay them on the streets. As Peter is passing by his shadow will fall on them and the sick will be healed. The man who couldn't who couldn't do anything. When they arrested Jesus, Peter took a knife, a dagger, and cut off somebody's ears. How can you be walking with Jesus and you have a dagger? Wicked man. Where was the where was the uh, where was the dagger? As he was as he was with Jesus. Ready to kill. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, but when we come to Christ, we are changed. Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, 
by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Can you give me another version? I beg you by the mercies of God. Give me the verse, verse 1. Therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this age. Do not be conformed to this age. To conform to something, it it means to take shape of that thing. Be like that thing. It says we shouldn't be conformed to this world. We mustn't do the things that the people in the world are doing. But we must be transformed. Transfigured. First, don't be conformed. You become a Christian. You must change your friends. You must change your ways. There must be a new way. A new life. Don't be conformed. Don't think. Don't think. You see, when you put water in this, you you freeze it. Once it's frozen, and you remove it, it will take the same shape. That is confirmation. So the world has a pattern. They want that the people in the world follow. But it says because we are in Christ, we must be transformed. We must take a new shape. How many of you understand what I'm saying? We can't continue to be listening to worldly music. They they pollute our our soul. We can't continue to walk with certain people who cause us to drink, who cause us to to sin. But we must change our form. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He says, when you, see, when you become a Christian, so be you Christonia, your spirit is born again. Your mind is not born again. Your human, your, your body is not born again. You see, when you are, when you are born again, listen, your spirit is being made new. It's born again. Now your soul, which is your mind, your intellect, your will, your desire, 
is not born again. You need to renew that one. How do we renew that? You renew it by the word of God. You renew it by what? The word of God. What brings renewal of the soul is the word of God. So someone said, your spirit is saved. Your spirit is saved. Your soul is being saved. And your body will be saved. When Christ comes, when he shall come, we shall be like him. He says, for we don't know what we shall be like but when he comes we shall be like him but whilst we are here our soul is being saved our soul is being renewed are you here with me? So the more you get the word of God into you, listen. And you see, and the word of God, there, there are some barriers that it must cross before it enters you. It must cross the barrier of traditions. Bible says, Jesus, you have made the word of God of what none effect by your traditions. Somebody told you when you were young that when you speak in tongues you be mad. So that has become your stronghold, your tradition. So when you come to church, say let's speak in tongues. That's your tradition. Number two, your heart. Your heart can be a barrier to your your mind being renewed. Jesus said in Matthew 13, the soul went out to sow and some some fell by the wayside. And it says, birds of the air came and took it away. There are some people when they come to church, and the word of God comes, instantly Satan comes and takes away. Some fell on what? On stony uh, tongues, among tongues. He says, those that fell in tongues, he says, as they were growing, their tongues choked them. Your friends, the things, the curse of this world, the things of this world, that is, that is conforming to the world. He said, they, they can choke you. You know that you can be, you, you are called. You know, let, let me tell you something. Brothers and sisters. I have seen that in everybody's life God calls you at a time God gives you an invitation to serve you you know at a, at a time you see that you, there is I see even my brothers all yeah, my brothers I see there was a time you could see that this person has become very serious with God and had a call and was the one introducing us to God. My first Bible was given to me by my eldest brother. And he had a lot of Bibles. I remember he was the the first person I saw putting on ties to go to church. And going outside the the, the, uh, normal Catholic church. 
Then I saw my brothers. See some of them preaching. So there is a time God calls you. How deep your spirit is and and how you receive God will determine whether you you will last or you will fall. So the things in the world your your friends can choke you. you and you never there, there was a boy in the church. He used to sit here. He was very active in church. One day he came to introduce his friend to me. And he said, This is my friend. And as I interviewed his friend, I realized that if he continues to be his friend, he will take him out of the church. And truly he's not in the church. Because see, his friend is the kind of person who knows everything already. Does it need to be taught? So if this person is your friend, you know because there's, there are things that are that you are full, you are full already. Hallelujah. Amen. It says others fell among tongues, and the tongues came and choked them. And it said others fell on stones. Those that fell on stones, since they began to grow, but the soil was not deep. The hunger, the desire for it was not deep. Where there wasn't much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered. There are people that have no roots. Let me tell you something. You see, you, you must be connected to somebody. I'm not alone. I'm a pastor. But I, I need, that's why I go for conferences. There are certain people I follow. I, I, every day. You can ask my wife. On an average, every day I listen to about 10 sermons. It, takes, it gives me deeper roots. Are you here with me? Wow. But... When, they, when, when your heart is not deep to receive you must be hungry for it there's people when, the moment they sit in church they look at the time I want us to close for us to go how can God use you how can God bless you look here the wealth has become very deep it's a, it's a very serious place now. The kind of things that are happening to people and happening, we have to take God seriously. Don't just come to church. Because it's like somebody is forcing you to come. But come to church because you want Him. You want Him. You want Him to be with you. Praise God. Hallelujah. And he says, some fell on the good soil. Since the one that fell on the good soil, ah, still others fell on good ground and produced a crop. Some, some six, and some thirty times what was sown. You put down one, you get hundred. So this is a kind of Christians. We need a Christ for most. It comes to church. The word is sown in his heart. You, you see it producing. You see him affecting lives. You see him bringing people. You see him living the Christian life and walking with God. There are people who come to church. They even get sport in the church. He comes to pick certain lifestyles. 
familiarity disrespect you say don't do this and that's exactly what they would do not growing Come bear fruit. And even in the bearing of fruits, there are levels. Some hundred. Some best sixty. Others thirty. What kind of fruit are you bearing? Is it thirty or sixty or hundred? You know, as I'm as I'm standing here, my my desire, what I want to do. And then I want God to do with us. To have more churches. To have more people. For people to be saved. Somebody came to church today. She came for the night of uh, the mass gathering. The first she joined our church today. The lives are changing. The people are coming to Christ. But it's not like the word comes to the beer. Then the, the Satan comes and takes it away. Quickly. Because you are quarreling with your sister. You are quarreling with your brother. The things of the world has, they have choked you. Preventing you from bearing fruit. You can't drop certain things. Jesus. May God have mercy. May our lives be transformed. May our lives be transformed. One person whose life was transformed greatly was Paul the Apostle. Paul said, I was an enemy of the church. He says, I was injurious to the church. I fought the church. I didn't want the church to do well receive letters to go and arrest Christians and put them in prison and kill some of them he agreed to the killing of, of Stephen but he met Christ and his life was transformed the man was changed the man that was an enemy now became a witness and a servant a chosen servant used by God may our lives be transformed quickly three things that can transform your life number one the word of God Jesus said, the sower went out to sow and he said, the seed is the word of God. The word of God has power to transform you. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, he said, as we look into the mirror or the glass, we are changed from glory to We are changed. Second Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read scripture. Verse 12. Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who, pay, who put a veil over his face, so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded for was blinded for until the day the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. But when, but even to this day, when Moses is read, 
evil lies on their hearts. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with unveiled faces, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, are transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. Look here. He says when, when in the Old Testament to get to God there was a veil. Even when the Old Testament is read, said there was a veil. That was a, the, the word is a mystery. But he said, but now as we turn to Christ, he says we are with unveiled faces, meaning the veil is removed. I've never seen somebody, a woman wearing a, a veil before. The, the, the Muslims, you see, they cover their faces. You don't see them. They don't also see. I don't know whether they see. God well you understand but they say there's something that is covering them it says when we turn to to christ the veil is removed and we see the glory of god what is the glory of god the glory of god is the word of god the glory of god is jesus as we see him we are transformed into that same image from the glory from glory to glory in other words we are changed to be like christ from glory to glory this is from the lord who is the spirit so the more we look into god's word we are changed we are transformed show me somebody a man who loves the word of god you see a transformed person see his life change see his why? Because the word changes you from glory to glory. Number two, prayer can transform your life. Jesus, when you pray with the disciples, as they prayed, as they prayed, as they prayed, the Bible says he was transfigured. The disciples were praying when the Holy Spirit came and they were changed. One day, just before we started this church, I was praying at a place, fasting and praying. As I was praying, I don't know whether I was asleep or awake, but I wasn't asleep. I had a vision where I was standing, where I was praying, was in a room was painted white. Yeah, paint but white. the place began to glow like the sun. Golden bright. Very bright. And then I saw angels moving in the room round. And I was lying down. I couldn't talk. I was just lying down. And then I saw some of them came with boxes. And they would throw it like this. When they throw it, it enters me. It enters three times. And then my eyes opened. From that day, I saw that my life has changed. I could know God's word. And 
preach it more. Transformation. So prayer. Cornelius was praying. The heavens opened. His whole house was transformed. So number one is what? The word of God. Number two. Number three. It's the company you keep. If you are going to be no, nobody on his own can be a weed smoker. Somebody has to introduce you to it. Also be an unrobber. Somebody has to introduce you. You have to work with a certain group of people. If you want to be a strong Christian, so you want your life to change. When I became a Christian, I met people who helped my Christian life. One of them is a friend of mine. He's a pastor in the US now. Texas. Oh yes. This man always be on me. When when there's a church service, he will come to my house. He will leave his house and come to my house from morning. We were students. Those morning till the time of the service. And then we'll go to church together. He will give me work to do. Go and visit this person. Go and visit that person. You come. We'll pray all the time. The company. Oh, the company you keep. Abi says when the disciples were in and were dismissed, they joined. They went to join their own company. Your pastor, your church. sorry. You must. You must. You must be close to spiritual people. I said you must be close to who. Also, spiritual people, people who love God. Or else you say, ah, some But if Paul is your friend, so ah, you love to do the work of God. Company you keep will affect your Christian life greatly. There are people who keep your spiritual life rich. There are certain people who also sap. Even the good things you have. They take it from you. So the company you keep. Tell me whether your life will transform. Or you remain the same. May God bless you. May God lift you up high. Stand to your feet. Blessings. The message you just heard was produced by Global Impact Media of the God Life Center Church International. For more information, contact 0249-520713. You can also visit us this and every Sunday at Christ City God Life Center Church International, situated at Stokoban and Payo off Awundu Daban Road, Kumasi. If you want to give your life to Christ, you can do so by praying this prayer after me. Say, Father, I come to you this day. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me and rose again. 
be the Lord and master of my life. Wash me in your blood and forgive me of all my sins. I am now a child of God, born again and sanctified by the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Amen.